You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 72. We are finishing the book of Leviticus, and as we finish it out, God gives a stern warning to those who decide not to follow all of his laws and commands. And then, in the New Testament, we will be beginning the Gospel of Luke. I'll be giving a more detailed introduction to the book of Luke later in this episode. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Leviticus 26, verses 14 to 46. And the Lord said, But if you don't obey me and all my commands, bad things will happen to you. If you refuse to obey my laws and commands, you have broken my agreement. If you do that, I will cause terrible things to happen to you. I will make you suffer from disease and fever that will ruin your eyesight and slowly drain your strength. You will not have success when you plant your seed, and your enemies will eat your crops. I will turn against you, so your enemies will defeat you. These enemies will hate you and rule over you. You will run away even when no one is chasing you. After these things, if you still don't obey me, I will punish you seven times more for your sins. And I will also destroy the great cities that make you proud. The skies will not give rain, and the earth will not produce crops. You will work hard, but it will not help. Your land will not give any crops, and your trees will not grow their fruit. If you still turn against me and refuse to obey me, I will beat you seven times harder. The more you sin, the more you will be punished. I will send wild animals against you. They will take your children away from you. They will destroy your animals. They will kill so many of your people. The roads will be empty. If you don't learn your lesson after all this, and if you still turn against me, then I will also turn against you. I, yes, I myself, will punish you seven times for your sins. You will have broken my agreement, so I will punish you. I will bring armies against you. You will go into your cities for safety, but I will cause diseases to spread among you. And your enemies will defeat you. I will take away your supply of food, there will be very little bread to eat. Ten women will be able to bake all their bread in one oven. They will weigh each piece of bread before handing it out. You will eat, but you will still be hungry. You still refuse to listen to me, and if you still turn against me, I will really show my anger. I, yes, I myself, will punish you seven times for your sins. You will become so hungry, you will eat the bodies of your sons and daughters. I will destroy your places of worship. I will cut down your incense altars. I will put your dead bodies on the dead bodies of your idols. 
You will be disgusting to me. I will destroy your cities. I will make your holy places empty. I will stop smelling your offerings. I will make your land empty. And your enemies who come to live there will be shocked at it. I will scatter you among the nations. I will pull out my sword and destroy you. Your land will become empty. Your cities will be destroyed. You will be taken to your enemy's country. Your country will be empty. So your land will finally get its rest. The land will enjoy its time of rest. During the time that the land is empty, it will get the time of rest that you did not give it while you lived there. The survivors will lose their courage in the land of their enemies. They will be afraid of everything. The sound of a leaf blown by the wind will cause them to run in fear. They will run as if someone is chasing them with a storm. They will fall even when no one is chasing them. They will run as if someone is chasing them with a sword. They will fall over each other even when no one is chasing them. You will not be strong enough to stand up against your enemies. You will be lost in other nations. You will disappear in the land of your enemies. So the survivors will rot away in their sin in their enemies' countries. You will rot away in their sins just as their ancestors did. But maybe the people will confess their sins. And maybe they will confess the sins of their ancestors. Maybe they will admit that they turned against me. Maybe they will admit that they sinned against me. Maybe they will admit that I turned against them and brought them into the land of their enemies. And maybe these stubborn people will become humble and accept the punishment for their sin. If they do, I will remember my agreement with Jacob. I will remember my agreement with Isaac. I will remember my agreement with Abraham. And I will remember the land. The land will be empty. The land will enjoy its time of rest. Then the survivors will accept the punishment for their sin. They will learn that they were punished because they hated my laws and refused to obey my laws. But even though they have sinned, I will not give up on them or reject them completely. Even if they are in the land of their enemies, I will not destroy them. I will not break my agreement with them because I am the Lord their God. For them, I will remember the agreement with their ancestors. I brought their ancestors out of the land of Egypt so that I might be their God. The other nations saw these things I am the Lord. These are the laws, rules, and teachings that the Lord gave to the Israelites. These laws are the agreement between the Lord and the Israelites. The Lord gave these laws to his people through Moses at Mount Sinai. Leviticus 27. Promises are important. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, you might promise to give someone to the Lord as a servant. The priest must set a price for that person. The following are more details from the Lord. The price for a man from 20 to 60 years old is 50 shekels of silver, 
You must use the official measure for the silver. The price for a woman who is 20 to 60 years old is 30 shekels. The price for a man from 5 to 20 years old is 20 shekels. For a woman, the price is 10 shekels. The price for a boy from 1 month to 5 years old is 5 shekels. For a girl, the price is 3 shekels. The price for a man who is 60 years old or older is 15 shekels. The price for a woman is 10 shekels. If anyone is too poor to pay the price, bring that person to the priest. The priest will decide how much money the person can afford to pay. Gifts to the Lord You might promise to give an animal to the Lord. If it is a clean animal, one that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then the animal you bring will become holy. You must not put any other animal in its place. Don't try to trade a good animal for a bad one, or a bad animal for a good one. If you try to change animals, both animals will become holy. They will both belong to the Lord. The animal you promised might be one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord. If you promised one of these unclean animals, you must bring it to the priest. The priest will decide a price for that animal. It doesn't make any difference if the animal is good or bad. If the priest decides on a price, that is the price for the animal. If you want to buy back the animal, then you must add one-fifth to the price. The value of a house. If you dedicate your house as holy to the Lord, the priest must decide its price. It doesn't make any difference if the house is good or bad. If the priest decides on a price, that is the price for the house. But if you want to get the house back, you must add one-fifth to the price. Then you will get the house back. The value of a field. You might dedicate a field to the Lord. The value of this field will depend on how much seed is needed to plant it. It will be 50 shekels of silver for each homer of barley seed. If you give your field to God during the year of Jubilee, then its value will be whatever the priest decides. But if you give your field after the Jubilee, the priest must decide its exact price. You must count the number of years to the next year of Jubilee and use that number to decide the price. If you want to buy the field back, you must add one-fifth to that price. Then you will get the field back. If you don't buy the field back, and the land is sold to someone else, you cannot get the land back. If you don't buy the land back by the year of Jubilee, the field will remain holy to the Lord. It will belong to the priest forever. It will be treated like any other thing that was given completely to the Lord. If you dedicate a field to the Lord that you had bought, and it is not part of your family's property, then the priest must count the years to the year of Jubilee and decide the price for the land. Then that land will belong to the Lord. At the year of Jubilee, the land will go to the family that originally owned the land. You must use the official measure in paying these prices. The shekel by that measure weighs 20 giras. Value of animals. You can give cattle and sheep as special gifts to the Lord. But if the animal is the firstborn, it already belongs to the Lord. So you cannot give these animals as special gifts. If the firstborn animal is an unclean animal, you must buy back that animal. The priest will decide the price of the animal, and you must add one-fifth to that price. If you don't buy that animal back, the priest will sell the animal for whatever price he decides. Special Gifts There is a special kind of gift that people give to the Lord. It belongs only to Him, and it cannot be bought back or sold. This gift belongs to the Lord. This type of gift includes people, animals, and fields from the family property. If this gift is a person, that person cannot be bought back. That person must be killed. 
A tenth of all crops belongs to the Lord. This means the crops, from fields and the fruit from trees, a tenth belongs to the Lord. So if you want to get back your tenth, you must add one-fifth to its price and then buy it back. The priests will take every tenth animal from a person's cattle or sheep. Every tenth animal will belong to the Lord. The owner should not worry if the chosen animal is good or bad or change the animal for another animal. If this happens, both animals will belong to the Lord. That animal cannot be bought back. These are the commands that the Lord gave Moses at Mount Sinai for the Israelites. The Book of Luke, an introduction. Luke was one of the four men who wrote Gospels, stories of the life of Jesus. He is the only one who wrote a second book, Acts, to continue the story about Jesus. He is probably the same Luke who traveled with the apostle Paul in Colossians 4.14. Luke begins by explaining how and why he wrote this book. He notes that others had given reports about the life of Jesus. They had passed on stories from the eyewitnesses and followers of Jesus. Luke did not know Jesus during his life on earth, but he says he had done careful research about Jesus' life. Luke probably knew Mark's gospel well. He follows the same basic storyline as Mark, but he adds to that story in many places. Luke may also have known Matthew's gospel. The books of Luke and Matthew share many teachings of Jesus not found in the books of Mark or John. Luke explains that he used these sources to write a full and organized story of Jesus' life. He wants all who have already heard about Jesus to be sure that what they have been taught is true. He also wants to show how God's purposes have been carried out in Jesus' life. His message is that in Jesus, God has completed the long story of the Bible. Some of the best-known gospel stories are found only in the book of Luke. One is the story about the shepherds visiting the baby Jesus. Also well-known are the parable of the Good Samaritan and the parable of the two sons. Jesus' teaching in Luke gives special attention to God's care for the poor. It also points out the danger of greed and the blessing of God's forgiveness. Especially important is God's love for all kinds of hated and unpopular people. These include non-Jews, women, the poor, and people considered to be sinners. Other topics in the book are joyful praise, prayer, and the Holy Spirit. Luke appears to write for people who were familiar with the Old Testament. He presents Jesus as another prophet who spoke boldly for God. Like the Old Testament prophets, Jesus did miracles and was opposed by leaders of the people. Luke's story of Jesus may have reminded non-Jewish people of famous philosophers like Socrates. Why? Because they spoke the truth even if they faced death for it. But for Luke, Jesus is more than just a prophet or philosopher. As in the other Gospels, Jesus is called the Messiah, God's chosen king. So Jesus' enemies use this claim to accuse him of planning a revolt against the Roman emperor. This finally leads to his execution by order of the Roman governor, Pilate. The highest title Luke uses for Jesus is Lord. This was a title used for kings, emperors, and gods in the ancient world. The Greek Old Testament used the Lord for the God of Israel thousands of times. 
and Luke repeatedly uses the Lord for Jesus, as well as for God. In Luke's gospel, who Jesus is cannot be separated from who God is. The book of Luke tells about the births of John the baptizer and Jesus in chapter 1 and chapter 2. Jesus' ministry in Galilee in chapters 3 through 9. Jesus' teaching on the way to Jerusalem, chapters 9 through 19. And finally, Jesus' final days, his death and resurrection. Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 25. Luke writes about the life of Jesus. A most honorable Theophilus, many others have tried to put together a report of the things that happened among us to complete God's plan. What they have written agrees with what we learned from the people who saw those events from the beginning. They also served God by telling people his message. I studied it all carefully from the beginning. Then I also decided to write it down for you in an organized way. I did this so that you could be sure that what you have been taught is true. During the time when Herod ruled Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. He belonged to Abijah's group. His wife came from the family of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth were both good people who pleased God. They did everything the Lord commanded, always following his instructions completely. But they had no children. Elizabeth could not have a baby, and both of them were very old. Zechariah was serving as a priest before God for his group. It was his group's time to serve. The priests always used lots to choose one priest to offer the incense, and Zechariah was the one chosen this time. So he went into the temple of the Lord to offer the incense. There was a large crowd outside, praying at the time the incense was offered. Then an angel of the Lord came and stood before Zechariah, the right side of the incense table. Zechariah was shocked to see the angel and was filled with fear. But the angel said to him, Zechariah, don't be afraid. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give birth to a baby boy and you will name him John. You will be very happy and many others will share your joy over his birth. He will be a great man for the Lord. He must never drink wine or anything else that could make him drunk. Even before he is born, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. John will help many people of Israel return to the Lord their God. John himself will go ahead of the Lord and make people ready for his coming. He will be powerful like Elijah and will have the same spirit. He will make peace between parents and their children. It will cause people who are not obeying God to change and start thinking the way they should. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know that what you say is true? I am an old man, and my wife is also old. The angel answered, I am Gabriel, the one who always stands ready before God. He sent me to talk to you and to tell you this good news. Now listen, you will not be able to talk until the day when these things happen. You will lose your speech because you did not believe what I told you. But everything I said will really happen. 
Outside, the people were still waiting for Zechariah. They were surprised that he was staying so long in the temple. Then Zechariah came outside, but he could not speak to them. So the people knew that he had seen a vision inside the temple. He was not able to speak, so he could only make signs to the people. When his time of service was finished, he went home. Later, Zechariah's wife Elizabeth became pregnant, so she did not go out of her house for five months. She said, Look what the Lord has done for me. He decided to help me. Now people will stop thinking there is something wrong with me. Proverbs 7, 1-5 My son, remember my words. Don't forget what I have told you. Consider my teaching as precious as your own eyes. Obey my commands, and you will have a good life. Tie them around your finger. Write them on your heart. Treat wisdom like the woman you love, and knowledge like the one dearest to you. Wisdom will save you from that other woman, the other woman's wife, who tempts you with such sweet words. Thank you, everyone. That was day 72. Join us for day 73. We will be beginning the Book of Numbers, and I'll be giving a detailed introduction to the Book of Numbers in tomorrow's episode. And in the Book of Luke, an angel comes to announce the birth of Jesus. And this is the more detailed account of the birth of Jesus than we've seen in both Matthew and Mark. So you won't want to miss. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.